Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. We're headed to Otter Cove in Miami, Oklahoma. And a little bit later, we're headed to the final frontier. We're sending cowboys to space. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So you, again, once again, have went the distance to bring us the goods. I did. But for be- this show. Before we talk about my weekend adventures, yes, I would really like to discuss the fact that we're getting fact-checked no matter how you look at it. There's going to be some serious fact-checking happen, happening based Why? on the intro to our show. Because I said Miami? Because we're sending cowboys into space? We are sending cowboys into space. All right. Well, well, that's a hell of, I, I don't think I could have set it up any better. <laughs> okay. We're sending... Pistol, okay, Pistol Pete's going into... The, into, into orbit? Into Battlestar Scholastica, as, as we discussed previously that sounds like a threat from an ou alum <laughs> it it well i was married one anyway so miami oklahoma not to be confused with miami florida yeah we had uh we had lunch in miami oklahoma did you that's that is the most random when you told me you said brett hey went to this place in miami oklahoma i i color me surprised i've ne- I never thought i would hear either one of us say nothing against it but Miami, kind of a random. I mean, did you? Did you it, just, is a, it is a distance. It is a ways from here. But you, on a regular basis, do these random. We went to Godibo. I'm like, what is it? What? Not that. What? Not again. It's not a negative. But you're just. You go to random. Do you just spin the bottle? <laughs> Sometimes, but we had a we had a purpose in mind. Okay, uh, Amber and I have been. Looking, I guess, window shopping for some recreational property. <laughs> okay. And so we're looking That's in... a vague description. Why is that a vague well, description? Describe recreational property. Like hunting, camping, gathering, fishing, gathering, gathering, apocalypse, like survivalist, oh, no, 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 no. prepper. Like my bug out location, right? I don't think I'm going to put my bug out like location in a lake community. I'm, I'm thinking that's probably a bad idea. Are you setting? Are you nesting for retirement? Uh, no, we um, we do a lot of camping, and but there, wouldn't you want to keep that? I'm just curious. This is an honest question. I haven't asked this yet. You got a camper on wheels. Mm-hmm. Why not just do what a lot of people do? Sell everything. Homeschool the kids and just travel around like a bunch of gypsies. Um, that's not really an option. It's not realistic. It's not realistic, okay. but uh, we are looking just for a small property that we can kind of call our own, kind of make the way we want it to be. Oh, so, my. okay, some Smith family Robins, right? But we were up, we were way north, up yonder, and way west. So we decided to meet Amber's brother, uh-huh. who lives in Missouri. Yeah. He met us halfway, and we had lunch in Miami. So that's halfway? Kind of. Really? Pretty hmm. close. Cool. Yeah. So, t- so tell me, how'd it go? <laughs> Set the table for me. Well, I will say that we had attempted to go to another restaurant. Okay. It was in the same vein. You know, yeah. like this is definitely an only an okay topic kind mm-hmm. of place. But due to COVID, the place that we're looking at 
their lobby is closed. Mm. So we didn't want to eat outside in the wind with no picnic area, you know, like order drive through and then go sit at the Taco Bell parking lot or whatever. Are you surprised that that's still a thing? I'm, is what, am I surprised at what is still the a lo- thing? The lobby closing thing is still a thing. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what the reasoning is. I'm just assuming. Okay. Because everything says that the lobby is open. So we were going to go, we had decided we wanted uh, to try that restaurant, so we drove over there, closed. So we found Otter Cove. Mm-hmm. It's right on Main Street in Miami, Oklahoma. There you go. And they've made a lot of strides in Miami. They've really embraced the Route 66 aspect of it. Yeah. And Otter Cove is automatically, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's definitely an only an okay show. Right. So we go in. For starters, they have, when you pull up, they have murals painted outside. Mm, I like that touch. You showed me pictures of it. I love that touch. Yeah. About them. That did I mean, a, a bang-up job on these murals. They look like they were just pulled out of some old magazine, some, you know, American Motorways magazine right. the, from the America, You know, vintage Americana. Exactly. Yeah. So I was super impressed with that. But um, Otter Cove Diner... And uh, Route 66 gift shop. Okay. Super impressed. As soon as I walked in, I was like, I really like this place. Like You can tell right off the bat that they're proud of their establishment. Right. It was last year. This place hasn't been here very long. Yeah. So it's kind of brand new vintage, Mm -hmm. which I really like. So last year, the Ottawa tribe of Oklahoma took a vacant gas station, an old Texaco Mm -hmm. gas station on the strip in Miami, Oklahoma, Apparently, they'd owned it for a while, but they took it and converted it into this cafe. You're looking at me like I've lost my mind. No, I'm listening to him, actively listening. You just like, I can't see, I can see a reflection on your glasses, and it's just like, what I'm like, what are you talking like, about? Yeah, I'm listening. So, this old Texaco, they, they converted it into a restaurant, and I couldn't really tell right off the bat because they built it out a little bit. They've got right. a, a nice patio area. And so it didn't strike me as being... You couldn't really tell tell where the old began and the new... Is it that? No, no, no. See, the thing is, it's the footprint of a Texaco. And once you realize that it's a footprint of a Texaco, you're like, oh. Oh, Because then you kind of start to see the service service station aspects. Right. Right. So there's a picture on the wall Mm -hmm. that shows the building before they had done anything to it. And, dude, it looked like a, dilapidate, a dilapidated gas station. Right. It had been 50 different companies over the last 100 years or whatever. You know, when the Texaco went away, it became 100 different things. Right. I, I think I saw real estate written on one of the, like, one of wow. the walls. Like, yeah. it was a real estate office at one time, but that had been covered over and then just came back through with age. Mm. So, a lot of history, and they kept all the exposed brick, which I think just adds to it. Right when you walk in, they've got the gift shop, and then past the gift shop is the entryway to the restaurant, and they have an old-school ice cream parlor with bar stools at one end, and right off the bat, you're like, holy crap, this is mm-hmm. right out of an old movie or something. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, they, like I said, they have the outdoor patio, which is the old gas, where the gas pumps were at the gas station. Yeah. So that's why it threw me. It didn't look like a gas station anymore because they took that covered area and turned it into an open patio. See, I like that. Okay, if you go back to 
when we went to Hugo, the the I think it was a barbecue joint, kind of did the same thing they, where they took the covered the the service station parking, uh huh, and put in glass doors. Put in glass doors. He also the covered area was kind of an outdoor picnic area, and it had you know um, what's that game cornhole? Sorry, mm-hmm. cornhole and stuff like that. I like when they repurpose. You, you and I have had ideas like this before, taking old service stations and turning into any. I, I, those are there's something very unique about that architecture. They did the same thing in Paul's Valley mm-hmm. with their. They had an old. When you turn the corner, it's just there's something that I like when they don't do a lot in the way of changing so right. much that you can't tell that it what it was, and mm-hmm. it, they still kind of captures that charm and that essence of. America, there's nothing, I think there's, you could probably make a top 100 list of, of things that are Americana. Route 66 has got to be at the very top. The old service stations, the, the, you know, the motor ends and things like that, when they take those and repurpose them. I really like when they just kind of, they don't completely gut it. You know what I mean? The, right. It's still, still, it's still got the, the that, bones. It's still got, it's got good bones. <laughs> right. Cause like you said, the pictures you saw of it were dilapidated and it, could have easily like you. You and I have been through many small towns where you go, man. There's so much promise potential, here. yeah. And they just mow it down or let it let it fall in on itself. Right. And it really looks like Miami, Oklahoma, with help with the Ottawa tribe of Oklahoma, has really again. This is one of those situations where they've really kind of embraced their history, embraced that this this is a destination. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, it is a destination, and I do agree with your point about the the Ottawa tribe. Yeah, they're really kind of investing uh, investing in the community, and it makes a huge difference. Absolutely, not only you know for the financial aspect, the financial benefits of having a profitable a profitable business that mm-hmm. draws people in, but the pride mm-hmm. of the community is palpable to me in places right. like this. Mm-hmm. Same thing can be said about Claremore or Guthrie. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these towns that have invested in themselves, right. you can feel it, dude. You can feel the, the pulse is different in these yeah. towns. And there's, and again, there are those other exceptions where you go in and you kind of feel like the town has almost kind of lost its identity. It doesn't, doesn't know what it doesn't know what it has. It, it doesn't, doesn't have a unifying It doesn't have thread. a unifying thread. And it they just kind of, again, let it kind of, turn into almost like a mausoleum in some cases because you we've talked about it a million times when you drive through that would be a great place for that man they should do that why aren't they doing that with that and that and it just and and i get it when there's you, you gotta have money you do you gotta have people that are willing to to look at something and go like this for instance they looked at a dilapidated building and went okay here's the vision <laughs> you know what i mean right and, in the pitch meeting i'm sure there were people like there's no way but I think more importantly, you've got a lot of younger people who are seeing things like this. You know, the Main yeah. Street, the the Oklahoma Main Street organization has is full of people that young. have a, young people who have a lot of great ideas yep. and are able to rally communities yeah. behind a, a shared vision. And I think it's super important. But and, and again, I digress here. Right, right. But so back to back to Otter Cove though. They've got vinyl records playing on a jukebox. That's cool, man. And I probably could have picked all of the music that I heard while I was there. Right, friendly staff. Mm-hmm. They were on their game, even at the even at the beginning, because we came in and they were like, "Well, it's it's going to be like a twenty five minute wait." And we we're like, 
I'm starving. But that's the thing, though. You win in, I hate to say it, win in Miami, you might as well. Oh, dude, there was no option of us going anywhere else at this point in time. But as stated earlier, Mm. our previous plans got stopped. So we were 45 minutes late for lunch already. Right. And then we tacked on another 20 minutes trying to figure out what we were going to eat instead. Mm -hmm. And then find out we've got a 25-minute wait. Uh, let's just say that my keto diet did not last through lunch. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> it did not. But immediately when you walk in the door, you can smell. And I don't want this to be taken the wrong way. But that good old school greasy oh, yeah, cheeseburger man. smell. Uh, there's something about it. Dude, as soon as the door opened up, like my stomach started revolting. It like wanted in. It didn't want to wait. It didn't want to wait for the people to get out of the and way. And it wanted a bun. Right. And it wanted it now. <laughs> yeah. There's that, there is a distinct kind of that, that open top griddle smell when you walk into a yeah. diner. Any good diner is a, a menagerie of, is it, is it onions I'm smelling? Is it hamburger I'm smelling? Yeah. Yeah. So again, I liked everything about it. There, yeah. There, before we get into the food mm-hmm. at Otter Cove, I will want to. I do want to talk about the gift shop. Sure. It's basically all of your Route sixty. There are a ton of gifts that revolve around Route sixty six, mm-hmm. the Ottawa Tribe, yeah. tourism in Oklahoma. I instantaneously thought, oh, I need all of this. Yeah. So, uh, it's definitely a good stop, especially if you're looking to send something out. And you need, you, you've got the friend that collects the coffee mugs or the refrigerator magnets, right? If you're, yeah, if you're putting the Oklahoma care package together for your friend in New York City, absolutely, yeah. you need to go here. Mm-hmm. So again, greasy burger. We'll start there. Mm, God, don't get me started. You so already the, did. There yeah. were six of us for lunch, mm-hmm. and so I got to try quite a few things. But I'm gonna say. Bar none, what I had was hands down the absolute best thing. It's called the Otter Burger. And obviously, as host of the Only an OK show, the name of the the name of the business is the burger. I had to try it anyway. But it's a griddle fried burger with pimento cheese, onion, pickle, lettuce, and tomato. Oh man. When the they brought the burger out. I thought that they hadn't put it together right. You know how some places will put the burger a little off-centered so that you see a lot of the... So you can put it towards one side of the plate and it looks like it's just overflowing with meat. And it just turns out they just moved the burger over. I saw them bring out the burger and it was like that. And I was like, ah, okay. But no. It just had so much meat that it just overflowed. Oh, right, right, right. Oh my God, it was amazing. Is it just... Is it everything you thought it would be? Juicy burger... There was, I had zero complaints about any individual item, and you know how I like to tear things apart and go, okay, how's the bread? How's the coffee? Yeah, Yeah. go for it. So, it was great. Onion rings, positive these things are handmade on site. Mm. Uh, Fries were out of this world. They're mustard potato salad. Mm -hmm. I was like, good lord. Yeah. So anyway, across the board, sandwiches, fries, that sort of stuff. Burgers, pulled pork burgers, or pulled pork sandwiches, chicken salad sandwich. Amber tried a chicken salad sandwich, and I'm gonna say probably the best chicken salad sandwich that I've ever had at a restaurant. I love chicken. You know, chicken salad's not, it's one of those things where I'm like, 
man, if I had the stuff to make it, I'd eat it. And occasionally when I see it on the menu, I'll eat it. I love chicken salad, but it's it's really a slippery slope. If it's it's got to be made a certain way. It's hard to make chicken salad, and it's hard to make chicken salad that at a restaurant because it doesn't last very long. No, it doesn't. Like the the flavor profile, the texture profile, all breaks down really fast. Oh yeah, because of all the ingredients. Yeah. So if you don't make it right now, and don't eat it within the hour. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, not going to be. It's not going to be right anymore. Right. So um, they did a bang up job on that. I don't know how they did it, but okay. So the that's the general menu. Okay. But I said ice cream, you know, ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. They have all homemade ice cream. Oh, man. They bring out a separate menu for the ice cream. They have cobblers. Mm-hmm. I had blackberry cobbler with a scoop of something they call Harvest Crunch ice cream. Oof. Dude, I, I'm ashamed at how fast I ate this and how much was left when I was done. Yeah. I'm not an ice cream guy. I'll be the first to tell you. I know. I mean, there's a there's a lot of things that aren't American about me. But homemade ice cream, I can get down with it. You give me that and some some cobbler. I'm a cobbler guy. Okay, say pie versus cobbler, unless it's pumpkin. I'm going cobbler. I agree. But anyway, they had multiple options across the board. It was all amazing, and trust me, nobody had a bowl on the table that I didn't try. Yeah. So I can say with relative certainty that you're not going to find anything on the the dessert menu that, that you won't you, like that you won't like i i hate to say it but i'm a dessert guy i try not to be but i agree with you 100 <laughs> percent. so one of the really nice things about this place again i'm super impressed with all the people that were working there they were all great moods they really seemed to like their jobs which yeah. is great price Dude, criminally cheap. Really? Less than $10 per person. Are you kidding me for all that? Yes. Jiminy Christmas. That Think about it. It's hard for two people. Let's say you go to your inner urban. Are you going to, unless it's Burger Tuesday or some t- Taco Tuesday, anywhere, It's you're hard-pressed to get out under 60 for two people. Yeah, no, for real. Um, a sandwich, uh, you know, a, a sandwich or a burger and a side and a drink under $10 per person out the door, every single person, and nobody held back on this. Yeah. So, yes, less than Sir, $10 Okay, okay so servings-wise, how? give me just, I know, I'm not... I overate. Did you really? I didn't order more than, you know, but I overate. Okay. It was well, was everybody Was everybody going, let me, well, here, taste this, here, taste that. Yeah, okay. everybody yeah. was, but literally nobody was hungry by the end, and... The only reason ice cream got ordered is because it was handmade and homemade cobbler and homemade pie. Because okay, just to kind of analyze the experience, if I go to a place and everything is good, like the service is good, the food is better, I'm automatically gonna. I'm. I. What else can we order? Right. Okay. We okay. We got to do the. It says homemade. It says home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's. Okay, you say it's homemade. It's almost like they're setting up the challenge. Let's just okay, bring me your homemade this or that. And right. You're, like, you're you're they've got you. Yeah. They they the elevator pitch was when you walked in the door. So again, good service, good food, but more importantly, and kind of an only an okay show re- 
repeating. I'm going to say it. Is it is it by local? Is it local? It is local, <laughs> but that's that's not that's the one it. I was thinking of. So one of our huge issues for a lot of restaurants is their hours. I thought you were going to say the coffee. I didn't have coffee. I had mm. tea, but it was good. Okay. But their hours. Otter Cove does not have that issue. They are open seven days a week, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. I have, I think in all of the episodes that we've talked about these small town, hometown restaurants, have any of them been open on Sunday? Any of them? I think occasionally you find one open on Sunday, but then they're typically closed Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're running this seven days a week. Mm-hmm. For almost twelve hours a day, yeah. you know they're covering lunch and dinner. That's that's a lot. I but mean, I, I'm gonna, and you can strike this from the record. But I think it has a lot to do with them being incorporated by the Ottawa tribe. It's not like a little mom and pop. I think mom and pop shops. You're gonna find more of that, don't you think? No, is, that, is it fair to say? I don't think it's fair. Okay, I don't. I think it really depends. There are some. There are some places in Oklahoma that are iconic, and that's what their owners have decided to do. And they can afford to do that. And it works for them. Right. But I think some places do it because they see other people doing it, and they think it's just okay. And it's like, no, that that place has been there for 150 years. They're established. Right. Everyone knows, even the people coming from out of town know they're not going to eat there on Sunday, or they're, they're closed on Tuesday. Right. Right. So I think... I think some people just do it because they've earned it. Yeah. And I think sometimes a lot of newer restaurants will try to to start where other people are finishing. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Overall, I'm super impressed. I really love what Miami's got going on. And if you want to learn more about Otter Cove Diner, check them out on Facebook, Otter Absolutely. Cove Di- Diner. But yeah, I definitely think it's worth a trip, especially if you're in the area. Oh, yeah. I mean, grab it to go, for crying out loud. If you're not comfortable going inside, grab it to go. Absolutely. Well, coming up later, speaking of grabbing it to go, we're going where no man has gone before in a very long time. Wait, no. I'm lying. Jeff Bezos just did it recently. William Shatner just did it recently. But we're sending the Cowboys. Yes, the OSU Cowboys have an aerospace program. and We're going to talk about it next. So on my trip, I got a couple of Mm T-shirts. One of which I am super pumped about the Adventure Oklahoma shirt. Yeah, I am super impressed with the companies Mm -hmm. that are out there making the really wicked Oklahoma T-shirt designs. Yeah, and I feel like more businesses need to be doing this. They need to be getting professionals to do it. Getting professionals to put out some quality T-shirts. I don't know how much revenue it generates, you mm-hmm. know, in the sale of a T-shirt, but the collectors uh-huh. wear those things all the time. Well, and it's I think it's one of the, if you're somebody that likes to promote, I think it's probably one of a handful of ways to, pro- I mean, if it's a catchy T-shirt, I'll buy it and I'll wear it. Right. And more importantly, people, again, it's, you're a walking billboard. Dude, you know how many times, you know me. Yeah, I'm almost always in a business shirt of some type from a company in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Hey, what's that? Yeah, where's that at? Where can I get that? Or yeah. where can I get that shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll run into that all the time. So I definitely think it's something that if you're running a business in the state of Oklahoma, you need your own gear. Yep. And the guys over at Master Threads, they can put a logo 
on just about anything. Anything. And if you want something unique, their design team can help you come up with some outstanding options for promoting your business, your community, that right. sort of thing. So I definitely recommend if you're in the market that you uh, reach out to the team over at Master Threads. You can call them for a free quote. It's 405-673-3787. Or catch them on the website at masterthreads.us. All right, so mm-hmm. we're getting fact-checked by the we fact-checkers. Are. We're getting fact-checked, and a lot of it, if my voice sounds a little sarcastic, it's because I'm an OU fan. I like OU. But... It looks like OSU's beaten OU to the punch. They may not be able to beat them in football, but by God, beat them in the space race. We're going to beat them. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe we'll, I don't know. Maybe we, I was going to say we could have like, um, Christopher Nolan, like fake a, a moon landing, uh, for, for OU, like Kubrick for, did for like, Pistol Pete. Yeah. For Pistol Pete, like Kubrick did for NASA. But anyway, just sitting that I'm going to get fact checked. You said we were going to get fact checked. We're getting fact checked. So we're getting we, fact checked. May as well pile it on. So uh, we've got a news story from OK State News. Yeah. OSU announces launch of Oklahoma Aerospace Institute for Research and Education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I think this is a great idea. Uh huh. I feel like we already have a lot of ties. To the aerospace industry. I was good. I was going there because we do. I mean, there. I was reading somewhere. I don't know the number, and I wish I did now. But how many astronauts are from the state of Oklahoma? There's a more than a handful. Yeah, there's a ton. You're right. You know, we've got Shepard Air Force. I mean, it's it is a huge. It's a hub for aerospace. So this this right here does not surprise me at all. I really like the. I guess mission statement. Okay. They've got going. Their mission is to drive cross industry collaborations and innovation, which is kind of what we need right now. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State University is offering a complete turnkey, turnkey solution for yep. Oklahoma's aerospace industry needs. They have from like all the way from kindergarten all the way through graduate programs. Yep. And they really see this as an advance of the economy of Oklahoma. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense. I think it's Boeing or someone is is doing a I mean they're they're moving a lot of industry in this direction. So they were opening a kind of making Stillwater the the the, the training grounds for for Boeing and all mm-hmm. those all those big aeros I mean, I don't know if it gets much bigger than Boeing. <laughs> NASA? <laughs> so OSU has had a uh, a long-standing partnership with NASA yep, for there like you go. over 50 years. Mm-hmm. They've been training pilots for 80 years. So they've got a lot of history with aerospace and aviation. Right. So it just makes sense. So this new program is the is called the Oklahoma Aerospace Institute for Research and Education, or OAIR, um, I guess is the acronym. You can just call it OAIR. OAIR. Yeah. And maybe that's what it's supposed to be. But again, you know, starting at kindergarten, working all the way up from that, and including things like promoting community involvement. So it sounds like a really good program. I'm super pumped on the innovation of our of our colleges, our universities, yeah. our towns. We're we're really making strides, and it's it surprises me all the time. I've got a curveball for you. Okay, just a heads up. When I was in kindergarten, the only thing I learned about aerospace was Tom Cruise and like watching him kiss 
Kelly McGillis. That's the two things I learned in kindergarten about aerospace. Where were these programs in the 80s when Dude. movies like Space Camp, Top Gun, what else? Flight of the, Intru- <laughs> Flight of the Intruder. I don't think that was a really a space movie. But their K-12 K through 12 <laughs> program is going to include technical training, career right. placement, entrepreneurial entrepreneurial opportunities yeah. for students. That's aggressive when yeah, you're talking K through twelve. But they've got STEM programs that they're working they're working on schools with. Mm-hmm. With all of the research that happens already for the FAA, the Air Force, the Navy, they've got a lot going on already. This is going to be like an $80 million contract related to aerospace and aerospace education. Well, you know, I was reading recently that this is a huge demand in industry, and it's one of the fastest-growing programs at OSU. Like, it's people are signing up left and right to do this kind of stuff. And I think it's – I think it's – I hate to say I, I think it's cool, but it is. Like, it had to offer a program like this – Outside of your, your, you know, not everybody wants to be a veterinarian or not everybody is interested in agriculture or the medical field, which is, you know, they do a lot of that up there as well. Having this program opens up a whole, I, I think for kids that may or may not have ever thought they'd have an opportunity to do something like this and always dreamt of doing something like this, it's, it's easily accessible now. It's right here right. and they're starting people young. These programs start, like I said, at kindergarten. Yeah. So you're talking about kids having, you know, a decade mm-hmm. of education yeah. r- before they even get to college. Right. Revolving around the aerospace industry. And again, this is one of those things, you know, why are we talking about this? Right. Because this impacts tourism. It really does. Yeah. You're going to bring more people from all around, you know, not just tri-state areas. People are going to come from far and wide. To be a part of these programs. Absolutely. And the more people that visit Oklahoma that stop in for a little bit for one reason or another, the more it impacts the tourism industry in the state and the more people go, hey, remember when we were in Oklahoma for right. mm-hmm. that program? Yeah. Let's go back. You know, there's a lot of people that say, you know, and I'm not trying to be Mr. Oklahoma. A lot of people call Oklahoma a flyover state. Yeah, I can and see I, that. And they still do that. Mm-hmm. And I think with, ironically, being called a flyover state and also being the hub of aerospace, it works. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I mean, seriously. I, like, I think I would rather be a launch pad than a flyover you're state. You're absolutely right. Well, we brought you a little bit about outer space, so I think that it's important that we talk to you. About inner space, the movie with about Martin it. Short. Absolutely great movie. Um, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, about the virtual space. We have a great Facebook page, Only an OK Show, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Lots of community involvement. You can find out a lot of interesting things. And if you have questions, there are like 12,000 yeah, people 12, or something that can answer people. your question. Yeah, sign up for the Facebook page. And then, you know what? Put a post. Put a review. Tell us how we're doing. Absolutely. Tell us what you want more of. Mm-hmm. Or less of. Or less of. This has been the Only an OK Show. I am Harley. And I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. Shatner going to space at 90 what? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 94? Dude, I'm pretty sure he's a robot. Shatner? Yeah. 
The dude hadn't aged a bit. He's aged, but he stopped aging about 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. What do you think about this? About the 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 billionaire the billionaire space exploration you know uh i, I knew it was coming like it's it's the sci-fi trope eventually the eventually businesses mm-hmm. get into the, to the business of space yeah and you know next thing you know we're mining moons and in enslaving peoples to you know to dig out cobalt out of asteroids or whatever but is it you know as the kids say to me, it's like a massive flex. You've got, you know, what's his name? Br- uh, Branson, is mm-hmm. that his name? He yeah. went. Uh, Bezos went. Elon Musk is doing that SpaceX thing. Yeah, but then you have um, Zuckerberg, and he decided that he's going to create the Matrix instead. So, oh, Is that by switching Facebook to Meta? Yeah, their whole plan is to create a Metaverse. Eventually, they want Facebook to be virtual and everything else. Wow. Yeah. So, you know. We'll either get taken over by robots or forced into, pressed into space slavery. Either way. <laughs> Mining for whatever ore we can find on Mars. Yeah, getting paid in, in water, water rations. Oh, God. Or, you know, the, the yeah, Total Recall. Oh, where we, you, we get where Total the, Recall? Where you get paid in air. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Cohagen! Turn off the air. No, I don't know if, I think, didn't you say Cohagen? Let them have it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cohagan. Anyway. So before we get started. Yeah. I-44 at 149th Street, or 119th Street, uh-huh. is the um, David Kelso no, it's Memorial not. Highway. Are you serious? Yeah. I was like, how did Brett not know that? I had no idea. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I-44 and where? It's We're over here? It's the, the on-cue. The on-cue exit. No shit. Both sides. Sandwich on both sides. That is the coolest thing. I, my face feels warm right now, man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I hate you. I Dude, really, I, I mean, told I you. Really I told you I was going to Barbara Walters, you. Oh, man. I was like, no way. I bet you Brett's already got out on the highway, like, in the in the the right in the middle with all the traffic coming at him so he could get the perfect shot. Oh, man. Dude, I hate you. I hate your guts right now. Yeah. <clears throat> God, I hate you. Um... Jesus. You need a minute? Oh, oh, God, I love that man. I mean, I really do. Oh, oh, I fucking hate your guts, dude. Oh, my God. How did you not know? Because I don't go by there. You live a minute away. Oh, my God. Wow. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I uh, was thinking about having Amber snap a picture of it, and then I was like, nah, Brad will have it. Good kill. Yeah. What in Christ on cross? Okay. Ah. Right? Yeah. Apparently, I don't know how to move my arms. <laughs> this made this. And three, two, one. Wait, that's how I do it. I don't go and. And for sand. We don't say and. I said something that was really funny tonight. No, I was talking to somebody. I said, uh, the greatest gift to me, the greatest gift they could have ever given me when I buy lube is self-checkout. <laughs> I, just, I bought a lot of shit I don't need just to hide, just hide the lube between it. Three, two, one, and welcome to the show. We're headed to Otter Cove in Miami, Oklahoma. I'm Brett. Why don't you do that again? Because it sounds like a question. I'm headed to Otter Cove. Okay, three, two, one. The final frontier. 
We got cowboys heading to space. The final frontier. Cowboys in space. Space, space. Have you watched Yellowstone? No. I did watch Longmire, though. Is it good? And if you like Yellowstone... You're gonna love... You will kick yourself for watching Yellowstone when uh, Longmire existed at the same time and you didn't watch that. Yeah. And it's got Starbuck in it. Starbuck. Battlestar Galactica. Starbuck. Oh, really? Yeah. The original Buck Rogers? Buck Rogers. Battlestar Galactica. Oh, Battle, Battle, The original Buck Rogers? You're like, Battlestar Galactica. Scholastica. Scholastica. <laughs> Battlestar Scholastica. Battlestar Scholastic Book Fair. Battlestar Scholastic Stan. And I'm the one that gets to intro the show. And I can't say Hippotopamus and Cinnamon. I want my a cinnamon covered hippotopinus rhinoceros. Jesus, all right. It's a risky rhinoceros. Okay. What do you call a a rhinoceros with a horn? A horny rhinoceros. What do you call it? A risque. <laughs> I don't know. That was stupid. That was really bad. I'm a dad, and that's the worst. That's the that, best I can come up with. Yeah, dude. I'm sorry. I was a dad by accident, so I don't really get the genetic <laughs> coding. <laughs> The, the, the hard-working dads that really tried for it get. Three, two, one. And welcome to the show. We're headed to Otter Cove in... Do I say Miami, Oklahoma? If you want to. Okay. Three, two, one. <laughs> 